Hello and welcome to The Ball Bikes, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and welcome to the pilot episode for the latest podcast on the Mid-Season Slope Network, The Ball Bikes. Anyone that's familiar with our work may remember myself, the Sasquatch, and you may also, if you're a fan of the Busted Barstools, also call the Chief of Controversy, the Envy of the Even Postcodes, it's the coach. How are you, mate? <laughs> very good now, very good. That was impressive, very I like that. I haven't heard that one now. That's, that's, a, Happy. that's, a, that's a new one. Happy to be back. Um... And we're also joined by a new cast member to the mid-season slump, the maestro of shithousery and missed tackles. It's the bottom feeder athlete. How are you, mate? You all good? How are you, boys? You well? <laughs> uh, enjoy. I t- didn't think that would turn out that well. <laughs> what do you well, want to I, call it? This shit? <laughs> ah, yeah, that's a good start. The laptop is a, good a shithouse. That's all that is. Start, start as we mean to go on. So, I suppose it's just a quick pilot. It's just 20 minutes or so just to kind of give people a feel for, for the show itself and what it's going to be about. I suppose to kind of jump straight into it, the majority of stuff we're going to cover is going to be obviously the upcoming United Rugby Championship. There's not a whole lot to cover in terms of diversity here. We, we'd all, all be Leinster men, so maybe a slightly biased take, an, an Irish perspective anyway. Um. There'll obviously be a lot of focus on the Premier League. Personally, I am a relegation candidate with Arsenal. What were you self coach? What would be your side in the Premier League? Yeah, Champions of Europe, Liverpool. Um, well, I'm going to pull you Foreign up on champions. one thing there, though. No, just general. They, they are the Champions of Europe. Like, do you know? You put, look, let's be honest here. Spade's a spade. Shovel's a shovel. But look... I think to pull you up on one thing, you said we're all Leinster men. I'm actually this season. I'll probably do the, the correspondence on on Munster if you don't mind. A grow now myself and a contingent of. Uh, uh, there was some of men. There was some choice some choice terms I think used on a, a previous production that uh, roiled a few feathers from a few uh, Limerick men I'd know. Um, so you want to be careful there that it's done tastefully. Go on, what what did I do? Uh, I won't, won't go ah, back chief it. of controversy. Ah, you're giving it all that, and you're giving it the, you know the, you know, oh, double the postcode. Give over, come on. What's the fascination with with Munster? What's the story with that? Why, are you, why are you feeling oh, Munster this year? Fucking guards wouldn't ask me that. So I know. I mean, <laughs> um, no, look. Anyway, yeah, moving swiftly on. Bottom feeder at least. When'd you let us know? what your side is in the Premier League ah the main man Ronnie is back there now United top of the table this year has to be could be could be an interesting dynamic as the the season progresses we'll also focus heavily on the NFL it doesn't get much better for me I'm a Philadelphia Eagles man what would be a self bottom feeder athlete what would be your franchise of choice Sitting with Justin Herbert and the LA Chargers just gives me hope for the whole year. It's better than that kind of quarterback fiasco you have down there with Jalen Hurts. 
And now Minshew. Jesus, you really kind of, you could be in trouble there. Don't forget about Primetime Joe. Don't forget about Primetime Joe. That's all I'm saying. Super Bowl winner. Um, ah, look, we're, we're in transition. I'm used to it now with, um, I think it's 14 years of a transition at Arsenal. So, I think Joe Flacco leads you to the number one pick. I'd be playing him plenty, to be honest now. It's uh, it's hard to to it's hard to argue with that fact now to be honest. Um, and coach, have you landed on a franchise as of yet, or are you still in a limbo? Well, it's it's kind of like uh, do you remember LeBron did that show? What was it the announcement? Is that what he called it? Yeah, the decision. Uh, we did something similar. Yeah, we did. But I've I've decided that I'm going to follow Justin Fields. Oh, just Justin, yeah. Fields. Justin Fields as as a player, and because I really really like him, and Miami Dolphins, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my hat on just because I love the city of Miami. Um, so okay. been there a couple of times. So I just yeah, I don't like the way every Irish person seems to follow the Patriots. Just it's it's kind or of just, like rainy or, day. Or, or just 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 all Boston sports really. So why don't you tell us who your NBA franchise is? Because we'll also cover plenty of that. Ah, uh, paint us with the same brush. Um, <laughs> Boston Celtics. <laughs> Um, unlike most Irish people, I've actually been to Boston Celtics games. So um, yeah, I, I'm a Celtics fan. I have a of of a love for the Celtics and uh, Smart and Tatum. And I was kind of wishing. I know this this is going out on Tuesday when Rondo's gone to the Lakers yesterday. I think the last twenty four or forty eight hours. So I was kind of hoping that the Celtics might have got their hands on Rondo, but it's not to be. Um, I think he I might have been the difference. He might have been that player to get us through to the final round of the playoffs but Rondo only plays in the playoffs mate you wouldn't make it this year so don't worry um, <laughs> bottom Rondo. feeder Atlee yeah what's your NBA franchise of choice uh, I've gone through the hard yards with the Denver Nuggets now for probably 12-13 years and now now we think we could probably win a championship which is a bit more deluded as well isn't it but probably in a better yeah. position now than, than Boston at the moment so Explain oh. that one to us. Hold on. Denver Nuggets. It's not like, it's not, you know, you didn't go into lifestyle sports one day and they're all of a sudden selling a Denver Nuggets jersey. What's the story I actually there? did. you know what? It's, no, it's close enough. I remember we were like, we were mad Cameron for playing like NBA back in the day on yeah. uh, PS2. And Melo was on the cover of, no, I think it was like Live 04, Live 05. And I was like, right. he looks like a player. I was like, I'd get on board with this. And then they had the champion jersey. Do you remember those old champion jerseys? The mm. little shit logo on the on the top left corner, <laughs> yeah, those ones were about sixty quid, and they'd be hanging off in that blue Denver one in lifestyle. And it was like, ma, money. That was Jersey. That was let's go. That and, was back in the time when people didn't know if you if you supported basketball or you were just a big rap fan. Yeah, or a skater, you know, skater. Yeah, yeah. skaters. Which you probably had a pair of DC shoes, did you? I did have a D- <laughs> yeah, did, yeah, white ones. <laughs> Yeah, and those banana sweets going around to the shop as well when we're at. Only weird does he banana flavoured sweets. Oh, stuff and Miller. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's kinda how and it just stuck and uh, yeah, like of all the teams I support like that is they're like they're the babe they're like the baby. They're the favourite, so Okay. I won't have bad words said about them, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, look, the, the the Joker is no joke, as the fella says. Um, and personally, I I struggle to nail my my colours to the mast. I suppose in terms of NBA, I do remain, and I will happily take it. 
all abuse because I'm well aware of his flaws, but I'm a massive Russell Westbrook fan. And Hard not to like the guy. Hard not to like him if you like any team sport and understand the, the basics of breaking down a defense and making opposition make decisions at speed and stuff like that. But he has his flaws. I'm well aware of them, and I would... I never got. I don't think I'll ever see the chance to see Derrick Rose get that ring. So, if I could see Russell Westbrook get his ring, I think I'd be fairly happy. Um, moving swiftly on, as I said, it's just a flavor of what's to come. We're going to kick it off. We will have a series of these every episode, a series of mini 10, 10 to fifteen minute debates. The statement for this week, gents: agree or disagree? Ronaldo will be more of a hindrance than a help. United this season who wants to take the lead I think Nicky's a bit passionate about this one we'll let him go with it for a minute yeah look I think I personally think I know I'm a Liverpool fan and the listeners probably know that by now if, if they've listened to Busted Barstools but um, I just think it's prob- possibly the worst piece of business ever done by Manchester well maybe not but maybe not the worst piece of business ever but I think it's a very very poor um piece of business by Manchester United I get, I get that he's good at football okay I get that no problem but he's 36 years of age um, I think as far correct me if I'm wrong now um, bottom feeder but I think it's two year deal with an additional one on Ronaldo's part if I'm not mistaken um, he, you know you get it's going to cause massive ripples it's an emotional transfer that shouldn't have gone through Um that I think they've been played a little bit and that they can't spend any more money because they're, they couldn't. I know obviously we've passed deadline day now. Um, so I think it's it's a bit of an emotional one that now you've got players like Pogba um, coming up for renewal on their contracts. So he's got a big massive bargain chip there by going, you know, he should be probably on par with Ronaldo in some respects. I don't think that. I think Pogba's been a little bit of a waste this season so far. Um, he's been good, but I don't see that lasting. Um, it never does. You get about a handful of good games out of him, and he seems to go off the face of the earth. But uh, I think it's going to cause ripples in the change room with him, with Cavani, with certain individuals that are going to look for more money. Um, again, he's thirty six, and also the biggest one for me, he's not a central defensive midfielder. Um, yeah. <laughs> so unless we, you know, there's something there that we haven't seen and didn't know a little bit like I don't know if you remember Beckham when he kind of the later days in Madrid when he went to PSG he played that kind of six role quite well this isn't Ronaldo lads it's not the same Ronaldo he's not going to do four step overs beat a player and stick it in the top corner that's not going to happen he's going to play with his back to goal stand at the ball Johnny Walters-esque and barrel it over and I just think it shows a lack of um, a lack of planning and unsolved problems at Manchester United. You make some good points, to be fair. Like, don't get me wrong, I got swept up in it on the Thursday when City had the, you know, the announcement that they looked like they were going to sign him. And I think like every United fan had the jersey burnt already, and you know, not going to happen with this. And then Friday it was done and dusted. Like I think the the obviously the, he took a wage cut. And still, that will cause an issue. Like, and I think it's like three hundred eighty thousand he's on now. Like, that's obviously going to cause five hundred 
£510,000 a week for the next two years. The next closest Man United squad member in terms of weekly wage is David De Gea on £375,000 a week. Jesus. He's ran the figures on spot track. Really? Just one... I'd seen it was yeah. more than €380,000, so maybe a bit. Anyways. And on top of that, obviously, there's there's 15 million plus an 8 million bonus to Juventus, and that bonus figure could rise as Juventus actually hadn't finished off paying Real Madrid before they sold him. I do still think so. he has benefits to it, though. Like, I obviously think that he's still going to score a lot of goals. Like, he had 44 goals last year throughout all competitions, which is, like, I know he's 36. But, but we look, need that. Yeah. And I think I think he's going to be a good influence on the younger players in the squad as well. Like, I think, like, if I was Greenwood, I'd be like, man, I could learn from, like, one of the two best players, like, ever here. You know what I mean? Like... I'm all in. I, I really think like the only thing that's going to hold us back this year, it's not Ronaldo, it's Solskjaer and it's tactics. And obviously the lack of a midfielder is not great. Um, but I really do think like unless all these tactics are better, um, obviously that Wolves game, you could see like we were overrun in midfield like for large parts of that game. And like that shouldn't be happening. So I'm all in the Ronaldo thing. I'm not in on kind of United winning it without um, better tactics from the manager to be honest I think or, yeah, yeah. Or, or even just a significant impact, uh, investment defensive midfielder I have a few things I want to throw out um, kind of where I disagree with the coach slightly it's not good business I think it's incredible business oh, but not for Man United sales. here we go come on no no let me finish it's not <laughs> it's not it's not a brilliant business by Man United it's brilliant business by the Glazers let's not forget that just five months ago there was United fans stormed Old Trafford were willing to tear it down brick by brick and one of the things that was heavily cited in United been able to get the Ronaldo deal over the line so quickly because it was within a 24 hour period is not this positive spin that's been put on by, by United of Bruno Ronaldo and Ferguson it's not it was actually the relationship built between Edward Ward and Agnelli during the whole European Super League fiasco and the days that led into that and the days that followed. So I do think it's an incredible win for the Glaziers. It's also interesting to look at, obviously, the latest title town in America is Tampa. So it started in 2019-2020. Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Tampa Bay, for anyone that knows geography whatsoever, will know Tampa's not a hot spot for ice hockey. So they won 2009-2010 Stanley Cup final. Leading into that season, they'd kind of been there or thereabouts. They signed five, I wouldn't say world-class players, but veteran free agents who brought a lot of experience to the dressing room and brought that culture with it. You then look at last summer, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, again owned by the Glaciers, bring in Tom Brady. Regardless of how the playoffs fell, and look, I, I'd be the biggest Brady basher going. He still delivered a, a Super Bowl to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they've kind of been almost provided a bit of a roadmap of bringing in this cultural figure that brings in a new culture, a new way of thinking into an organization, but also appeases the fans because the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans aren't fans of the Glaciers, nor were the Lightning, but they've just won back-to-back uh, Stanley Cups and now a Super Bowl that the pressure is completely off them in America. So I do think it's a phenomenal bit of business for the Glaciers. Maybe not in the United, though. 
Okay, but I, I think it's actually, I think the best, the person coming out with this the best is probably Ronaldo himself, to be honest, because the brand and he's back in England and all that sort of stuff, right? But the issues are going to come in game week, well, not game week two, it'll be game week four, five, and six, when United get a penalty, and who takes it? When him and Fernandez are on the pitch. Who took it tonight? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For those listeners that don't know, Ireland are currently playing Portugal and Ronaldo's taken a penalty kick and missed it. So, in my head, I'm not a United fan. I think Fernandez will be on them. And then, the minute he misses one, Ronaldo going to be in there like a hot shot. Like, um, that's that's the way I see it going. I, I, w- I would rather, if I was a fan, or if I was a United fan, which I'm most certainly not, I wouldn't put the jersey out my piss. But, um, I think, um, I would rather have Ronaldo scoring 10 goals a year and us win, and, and United win the league then Ronaldo scoring 25 goals a season and they scrape into the Champions League if I was a fan and I think I'm afraid I think that's what's going to happen um, but it that, it comes back to the bottom feeder's point about Solskjaer he's tactically inept um, he's gotten to a point he's not good enough I don't, I don't care what anyone says and this is a huge problem for him and I don't think he realises that yet you, you mentioned the culture and things like that and I think you're correct in the power that someone like Ronaldo is going to have, that De Gea is going to have. Fernandez, I think people think he might have power. I actually, I, I'm not sure he's that well respected in the United change room. Um, I think there's Harry Maguire. I'd say has a good bit of power, but I think, um, I think this is a massive problem for Solskjaer. I think Ronaldo's going to demand a lot of attention in there, and, and a lot of we've seen it with Pogba before as well. When there was rumours of a kind of a a coup against Solskjaer maybe a season and a half ago. Um, I think this is a this is a big mistake. Um, if United don't perform, if United perform the way they the way they did at Wolves for the next five or six games, I think Solskjaer's gone. Yeah, I agree with that. And you'd nearly like to see them lose the five games for that to happen. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, I mean, you kind of, like, wow. I kind of sit here and settle with having Ollie at the wheel, as they say. Because right now, like, there isn't anyone that we can really get. Like, we missed our chance with Poch. I know when, at the time, like, obviously Tuchel signed with Chelsea and everyone was kind of like, ooh, wonder what that appointment's going to be like. And if you've seen them now, like, they're unbelievable, you know? So we've kind of missed the ball. One very good manager out there that's still currently looking for a job. And that's Antonio Conte. Hmm. Defensively, he would... Change things up for United, maybe. Is he I, is he too similar to what they had with Mourinho and Van Gaal? In that he's probably a little bit tiny bit more progressive than those two, is he? Or, or is he maybe yeah. just another clone? I don't know. And I'd rather I not think, have him though. I think he has the technical astuteness of Mourinho without the attitude and the ego. So if things aren't working, I think he's willing to change. Like you, if you look at the season he came in at Chelsea and then went on to win it, they didn't start the best, and he was actually under pressure. But he made subtle changes. Whereas Mourinho has such an air and an ego about him now. I just think his ego has exceeded his ability. Mm. But the, the one thing for me is you, you look at the signings that were made in deadline day. And the one that stands out for me and it screams at me is why United did not go for Saul. Oh my God, uh, that's easy money for Chelsea, wasn't it? Like the loan deal for £39 million to buy. My God, what a player as well! It just stands out. Like if for me, any I w- I would have preferred that. Like that's that's in a little bit of astuteness, a little bit of progressive thinking, future thinking, forward planning. 
and you're not gonna get you're not getting a player that's that brings a lot of baggage. Um, you know, is is he a World Cup winner? I think he might be. Is he was he in that squad? Maybe not. But he's an international player, the highest level. Okay, he's not in the squad this time around, but you know, he's top class. He's also Performing. really versatile as well. Yeah, he can play across the midfield in any of the three positions. So I don't know. I I, I think United are going to struggle once they get an injury in there. Where's the injury? Like they have enough attacking players. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Yeah, but defensively, like if Primo gets injured, then Sancho just jumps in. Like you know, like they've so much attacking talent. They probably they probably don't have a striker. Talent, but you need the ball. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's true. Um, yeah, look, I I chop and change on the on the fence in regards to Ronaldo. Like again, six hundred and thirteen club games, seven hundred and ninety two games if you include international appearances. It's a lot of miles in the clock before you even factor in underage career and there's still something nagging in my head that despite the positive spin that's been put on United he was willing to go to City until 24 hours before that to me doesn't seem City were the perfect team for him though as well in this twilight you know like he imagine the amount of goals he would have got like playing with De Bruyne like come on for the last 30 minutes like genuinely like he was a perfect fit for them and as a professional like like personally I wouldn't be happy about it but I mean if I was him like looking to try and get you know squeeze out Premier League there possibly a Champions League I would have been gone too you know like that's he's about winning but here he is now you know back exactly. back where he belongs and I still think like he could score 20-25 league goals this year I just and it's not going to be his fault if we don't win a title. It's purely going to be a tactical thing and a lack of midfielders. Yeah, fair. Um, anything else to add, coach, before you wrap it up quickly? I think the coach has left the, the building, as they say. Um, Is he well, gone? look, bottom feeder athlete, why don't we call it a day? Just to touch, to let everyone make everyone aware season one is going to fully kick off Wednesday the 8th of September um, make sure to give this a like a follow to get the episode first it's available wherever you find your podcast take care <laughs>